Hello, welcome to The Opinionistics. I'm your host, John Maloney. In this episode, don't have any co-hosts. Well, reasons. This is uh, getting too frequent. Anyway, introducing from Wyandotte, a su- suburb in Detroit, Michigan, Joseph Leonard. Yes, 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 yeah. Wyandotte, you were... 99% there. <laughs> and yes, Joseph M. Leonard. It looks French. It's not. It's not Leonard. It looks like, and people usually say Leonard, but it's Leonard without an O. I have to always be sure to make that distinction. And also Joseph M. Leonard. Because there is a Joseph, either Leonard or Leonard, I don't know, I've reached out to him, that's an author in South Carolina, but he never gets back with me. So, sorry, guy, if I don't know the pronunciation of your name, because you never get back to me. <laughs> uh, okay, I didn't even know it was French to begin with. Oh, yeah, Leonard is, uh, at least my name, derived from Leonard Owoski Olbowiczowski or whatever. It was Polish at some point. <laughs> Who knows? One of these days, I really probably ought to do the, uh, the uh, oh, I'm having a mental block. One, you know, one of those genealogy things. I, I have a family tree maker program. I never bothered to load it on my computer to use it, but I should do a genealogy and try to discover where that Polish name, what it actually was, origin was. Uh, Because I know from my mother's side, part Italian Sylvanie and part German, the Kiel region, the name got turned into when they were escaping from World War One. The Kiel region became Keeler, so all a bunch of information nobody needed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, that was that was pretty interesting history. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, all everything anybody wanted to know about me didn't really care, didn't really need to know. But hey, there it is. We, you opened the rabbit hole, I crawled down it. <laughs> Well, yes, the more you know. <laughs> yeah, as Paul Harvey would say, now you know the rest of the story. You remember Paul Harvey? Yeah, kind of, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> anyway. So Joseph, yes, anyway. So Joseph, what do you do for a living? Well, I used to be in IT. Uh, I've been on disability since 2004, so basically my life is writing these days. Uh, You know, it's it's not something I uh, engaged in as really a new career, but a hobby as I have stories to share and want to share ideas to, you know, offer and... uh, uh, to relate to your show, since when we first connected, we were talking about music, uh, to go back to my history again, uh, I got the creative gene from my father. I've been writing pretty much my whole life. 
Uh, I only have two international books available right now, but I've written many over the last several decades. But the creative gene came from my father, Thaddeus M. Leonard, rest in peace, Dad, uh, Ted Leonard Jr. and the Polka Kings. He started that group. You could still find three albums and some 45s out and about to purchase. Uh, so I dabbled with music in the 70s and 80s, but nothing really ever came from it. So I continued writing other avenues. And like in 1984, there's a unique little thing. I like to say Billy Idol affirmed in me my writing capabilities. And what I mean by that is, and let me throw out a link so I don't forget terrorstrikes.info under the more tab or you could go terrorstrikes.info slash Billy Idol. Well, what does Billy Idol have to do with anything? Well, in 1984, there was a radio contest like you introduced. I'm in a Detroit suburb. Windsor is south of Cross the River. Yes, south. <laughs> the way Michigan tucks around and the way Ontario tucks around. So a Windsor station, CJOM, for anybody listening in the Windsor area, it's now CIMX country, but it was an alternative music station. And they had a contest, write a radio play intro, 30, 45 seconds, 60 seconds, a little over that maybe for a song of the week and Billy Idol's Eyes Without a Face was the song. Well, I had heard Billy Idol talk about the origin of that song. It comes from an old black and white horror film where a doctor was cutting the skin off people's skulls. So there was an eyes without a face. Well, I reimagined the song in a drug deal gone bad. So I wrote a radio play called The Adventures of Detective Idol. And I spell it I-D-L-E just to be different than I-D-O-L. So you can see that radio play, the initial sheet that was sent into the copyright office, hear it, uh, and see Billy Idol's video and other information uh, at terrorstrikes.info slash either 89x or slash Billy Idol. Oh, and also, if you want to look at the origins of my father, you could go to slash the Polka Kings all together as one word, find out more about him, uh, his legacy. And I kind of figured, well, novels are now my legacy and in part to honor him and keep his legacy of creativity alive. Fabuloso. Whoop, there, my alarm just went off to remind me <laughs> we're going to do this in interview, which we're already doing. Fabulous. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, I certainly uh, didn't want to miss it. You know, I, I've been on, I, I, I welcome all these various opportunities 
to talk about some different things like you and I and music. I've been on a couple other music shows. I've been on some sports shows because my current main book, Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City Near You, has a baseball sub-thread to it. So, you know, I'm always happy to be on a show and talk different things and how they relate to this book, uh, which there is a rush, the rock group, Canadian rock group, quote, in one of my chapters. So there's other musical ties uh, uh, that go with this. Uh, and I, you know, I'm here at the shipyard and the train left the station. <laughs> Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, I, I remember now. It's late in the day here and it's hot. So my brain and is just not uh, firing on all cylinders like I wish it would. But but uh, yeah, I, a show like yours, thank you, thank you, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart to be able to be on and discuss something other than like the normal, welcome to the book show, tell us about your book. Kind of, you know, predictable, dull, boring stuff. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, but I mentioned Rush, so let me throw this out. Chapter 14. Each of my chapters start with like a little blurb. And since the book is Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City Near You, obviously the main theme is terrorism. But that's not only what it's about. It's not a blood and gut shoot em up. It, it's, uh, you know, uh, it's more a thinking intellectual book. I like to say yes about terrorism but not book about death, but life and living. Life over death, hope over fear, faith over despair, love over hate, good over evil, individualism over collectivism. So yeah, there's political bent to it. Freedom over tyranny, family and friends. So it's, it's about a lot of things, but terrorism, because my main character, Martin, decides to write a book about terrorism. So it's really about him and his journey, his family, his friends, his encounters. But chapter 14 opens with, spirits turned bitter by the poison of envy, always angry and dissatisfied, even the lost ones, the frightened and mean ones, even the ones with a devil inside, all that you can do is wish them well from Russia's Wish Them Well song. Uh, to me, uh, that is a perfect thing to open the chapter 14 that deals with terrorism in Toronto, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. And there's also a London chapter, a Madrid, Spain chapter, a Tokyo, Japan chapter. So this isn't just, uh, you know, oh, an American wrote a book on terrorism, so it must only be about 9-11. No, it's not about that. Terrorism can happen anytime, any place. Hence the title, subtitle, Coming Soon to a City Near You. Anytime, any place, it can happen. It's not just a big city thing. Several mass shootings last year were, uh, there were over 200 last year, classified mass shootings in the United States. A couple, Iowa nightclub, uh, Arkansas car show, a Vegas hookah bar, a Virginia hookah bar. 
Well, I mentioned those to make the point. Can happen anytime, any place, especially when terrorists look for softer targets. And now, with all the Wuhan hysteria that's been going on, terrorism didn't stop. You just haven't been hearing about it. So I'm not trying to sell fear porn. I just want you to be awake and alert, at least uh, to some degree, of things going on around you. Not be paranoid, but at least be semi-mentally prepared for something that could happen. Intriguing. I like it. Very good. So, what inspired you to become an author? Well, again, goes back to uh, my dad being uh, having that creative dream, uh, gene, and music not really being a uh, viable avenue because it's like publishing was back then. Uh, it's not like today anybody can have basically almost a recording studio on their laptop and and then instantly upload it to a website and sell their songs for 99 cents each, right? You had to get a record deal back then. And publishing was the same then. You had to get a traditional publisher and 99.9% of anything you would send them, they would just ignore. Well, times have changed, right? You can upload your music to the internet. You can go to an assisted publishing firm, as I prefer to call them, to help you to publish outside the traditional publishers. So that was kind of the uh, genesis and how I morphed into where I am today. Fabulous. What a, mo what a very moving story. <laughs> so you've also said you've survived cancer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that uh, You can't see me because we're doing audio only, but if we were yes. doing video, you would see I have a bald head. It was not a hairdo decision of my own making. <laughs> I had leukemia in 2010. Obviously, I beat it. I'm still here, still in remission all these years later. So 2010, I had leukemia. The hair all came out. I decided, hey, I'm going to save a ton of money on shampoo and conditioner and just keep shaving it. <laughs> oh, fabulous. But That's yeah, like... no, I mean, uh, there's no issue of cancer in uh, terror strikes, but I am working on a project called Living Hell uh, that uh, a person going through, again, there's a theme here about life and living, and Living Hell will be about someone's difficulties in life, and I think I'll probably put a cancer thread, uh, put that character through cancer of some sort and beat it so that uh, it can relate to others and give others who have had cancer or may get cancer have some hope. Because as you remember, I said earlier, one of the aspects of my book is hope over fear. Fabulous. Where do you see yourself 20 years from now? Uh, if I'm not pushing up daisies, that's a good question. 
<laughs> I I will be turning 61 this year. So, I mean, uh, do I've got 20 more years? Ah, uh, I did have cancer. I, I, as I said, I'm on disability. I do have a lot of health problems. So who knows? I, I always like to say, and I have my character say in the book, remember, things could always be better, but they could often be worse. And try to take things day by day. Every life has value and meaning. Live, uh, and you don't know what tomorrow, next week, next month, next year will bring, uh, but uh, you won't know unless if you carpe diem. You've got to be here to seize those days. Okay, I can see that. Have you ever thought about living in a world that is literally a massive landscape of different gardens? Uh, no, is <laughs> the short answer. Uh, because I, I've never really been into the fantasy realm type fiction, uh, whereas a, a question like that would most likely lead. It would certainly be a nice and wonderful place, but uh, do I get to have all my modern amenities there? <laughs> I don't want to give those up. <laughs> well, hope so. I hope you keep your amenities. <laughs> That'll be a disaster. Right. I, I, I do live across from a park, so there's a bit of a garden <laughs> already outside my window. Yes, very good. What is the best way to start the morning? Well, I'm not a coffee drinker, so <laughs> I guess most people would say with a cup of joe, right? So I, I'm not really a coffee or tea drinker. Uh, I used to be a heavy Coca-Cola soda drinker, uh, but I have a soda stream unit, so I can, uh, I, and I promote others. I, I wish I could get a kickback from them for promoting them, but I don't. But, you know, you take your own good, clean water, use their system to sparkle it, add the carbonation, and then add a flavoring. So you're not getting a lot of that, you know, Caffeine, if you want caffeine, you could add it, but it's not there to begin with. All that sugar, all, all that other nastiness in there. So I drink that, but that's not really the question or where you are going. Uh, let me revert back to my phrase. Remember, things could always be better, but they could often be worse. So again, carpe diem, greet the day with a hope of a good day with the understanding that bad things can go wrong. Hence, again, back to terror strikes coming soon to a city near you. Uh, not just about terrorism, crime is on the rise. It's everywhere. It can be around any corner. And again, I don't want you to be paranoid. I'm not trying to sell fear porn. I'm just saying, be open, awake, alert to possibilities, good and bad. Okay, then. Very good. Would you ever try space tourism? 
Oh, what I love to do that. Yeah, but uh, given my health and my age, uh, certainly not a potential. And given my bank account, I sure can't afford <laughs> uh, to hitch a ride on uh, Blue Origin or any of those uh, multi-millionaire uh, kind of uh, uh because Shatner was invited on Elon Musk's uh, SpaceX. Yeah, SpaceX. He went up. I would love to be able to go up into space and come back, at least. That would be something I could do. I mean, I can only imagine the view from there, right? Yeah. It'd be the best. And, um, you know, it reminds us, I, I, you know, how small we really are in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and, you know, the world is still a pretty big place. There's still plenty of lots of space available and things like that. So, I, you know, I don't want to go down that road. But uh, as a reminder of, yeah, we're just a speck on this planet. And given the vastness of time even let alone space how insignificant we really are but yet hopefully again life and living not death we can make an impact a positive impact on other people's lives while we are here yes absolutely what's your favorite season uh, well i guess I have to say summer. I'd like to say spring or fall, but because of my health issue, I hate winter. Absolutely hate winter. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm in Michigan, right? So, yeah, and I used, I used to vacation a lot in Upper Ontario, uh, Aurelia, Sparrow Lake, rest in peace, uh, Gordon Lightfoot, who was from Aurelia. So Aurelia's native son, Gordon Lightfoot just recently passed. But yeah, I used to vacation there. And I used to go up for the Canadian Thanksgiving. Well, the weather in Michigan was still fairly pleasant during that time. But you needed a winter coat up there for that already. So yeah, I, 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 even though I played hockey when I was younger, again, given my health concerns now i don't deal well with cold so i absolutely hate winter but i don't really want to move out of michigan i just deal with it so just for the heat i guess now i've got to say summer but you know i love the concept of spring and fall with that nice in-betweenness and the change and the renewal all right then especially renewal i love that <laughs> What is your favorite quote? Well, I've given it several times. It's the one I came up with. Remember, things could always be better, but they could often be worse. I mean, really, uh, people, please adopt that as your personal philosophy, too. <laughs> so before, always. before we start moaning and whining and complaining, oh, woe is me. You know, I'm a victim of everything. Uh, it could be better. It could be even worse. There's a whole lot of people on this planet and even in our own countries that have things far worse than we do. And that's a good segue to say, 
if you have the time, the inclination, or the budget, please help others that don't have it as good as you. You could go to terrorstrikes.info slash charity. There's a lot of great charities that you can help out for those who don't have it as good as we do. Uh, there is a quote in the book. Uh, I'm going to make a, I'm stalling for time, I hope, I, I think you could probably tell, because <laughs> I'm currently dashing over to my website, terrorstrikes.info uh, slash quotes, and one quote here is from page 17, the awakening chapter. Martin reflected on the fact that some Americans had become so spoiled, they came to loathe their own nation that afforded them all they have. And not in the book is something I left out that's on the website that if I do a second edition will be added. The trouble with freedom is that the lazy that want their lives provided and planned are free to conspire with the control freaks that want to regiment and dictate everyone's lives and therefore hate and oppose your slash our freedom enjoyment thereof. Fabulous. So there's a couple quotes. <laughs> That's a lot. Fantastic. And you could, again, you could go to terrorstrikes.info slash quotes, find a bunch of other snippets from the book. And again, you'll see it's really more than just about terrorism and that there is probably something there for you to enjoy, including like the Rush musical reference I uh, alluded to earlier. Mm. Oh, yes, absolutely. If your life was a meal, what kind of meal would it be? Uh, well, it depends on the day, doesn't it? Some days it's a McDonald's dollar menu meal, and some days it's filet mignon at the vault here in Wyandotte. Great restaurant. If you're ever in Wyandotte, check out the vault. If you got a little bit of coin, you can afford to drop. Uh, oh, their filet mignon is to die for. It's, it, it, it literally, you almost don't need teeth. Their filet is so tender and cooks so well. They treat the meat and tenderize it so well, it melts in your mouth. So yeah, I guess some days life is ramen noodles and some days it's filet mignon, right? Yeah. And I, lo I love these questions. Again, again, I'm not just trying to blow smoke. I really appreciate you having me on because Again, I enjoy shows like this that are not the welcome to the book show. Tell us about your book. Some good, <laughs> wonderful, thought-provoking questions. Just don't ask, ask me what kind of tree I would be because then I'd have to leave. But I'm bummed. <laughs> right? I can't, cannot pass up a bad pun. And it, that's a sub-theme in Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City Near You, too there is a comic relief chapter because no matter how serious the shit is that is going on around us every day, you have got to try to maintain a sense of humor or you will be bald in the corner, sucking on your thumb, crying all the time. Right? Yeah, of course. 
Is there an app that you hate but you use it anyway? Oh, many, many, many the social media, right? Of course, it's always I, social media. Yeah, <laughs> I was on TikTok. Uh, they've got me locked out of my account. I have no idea, so I, I guess I don't really care. Uh, I'm at J Leonard Detroit again. Leonard without an O looks like Leonard. J Leonard Detroit is my handle on virtually every social media platform out there. I won't even begin to name them. I'm on 15 of them. Like I said, was on TikTok. Got two videos up there if you care to check them out and can't get back in to do anything else. But, you know, like Instagram, I was never really a fan. But, hey, I have to promote a book. So I have to be there, right? <laughs> so, yep. all, so many of those things. But I'm on 15 of them so that I don't understand this from some people. Uh, you know, uh, they say, well, I'm, I'm on X or I'm on Y, or I'm on Z, and uh, it's the only place I care to be. It's like, well, why? Uh, why do you want to limit yourself? Why do you want to limit your audience? Aren't there people at other platforms, if you think you have important things to say, that you should then present them to? Or are you only wanting to live in a particular bubble, a delusion, you know, unwilling to entertain anything outside your bubble and your thoughts, which leads me to another thing about my website. At the bottom of every page, it says, fair warning, while some historical aspects are mixed within, this is a fictional story with fictional characters Many deem this book controversial and upsetting in many places, which it is meant to be. It is meant to make people think, challenge their own and others' intentions, motives, own morality, and mortality. So the social media, rather than being in your own bubble, this is meant to piss people off, whether you're on the left or the right. I hope there's something in this book that upsets you because that's the point to make you think. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And that is all we have for this episode. It was great having you here, Joseph, talking about your many books and a lot of other things. It's been fabulous. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, my other book is How to Write a Book and Get It Published, Hints, Tips, and Techniques. Well, somebody in this audience probably has a book in them and that will help you. If you're not interested in writing and publishing, think of it as a tell-all without the name dropping. A behind-the-scenes look at what does an author go through, right? There are books on your bookshelf you like, you read, you like, you bought them, you've kept them. Well, what did that author go through to get that book into your hands? And then the other last thing I will say is uh, I've mentioned the one website. I have an author website that is josephmleonard.us. Fantastic. And until next time, stay opinionated.